just before I actually started working here at Duke, I had accepted a new job to work here in patient safety, but about three or four weeks before I was getting ready to start that job, I was doing what I do every morning, which is go exercise. This is Kara Levine, Senior Associate for Patient Safety at Duke. And this particular day, about um, eight minutes into my bike ride, fortunately the bike was a stationary bike, I had this pounding headache. It was the worst headache of my life. So I promptly got off of the bike and I went inside and um, within minutes I recognized that something was very wrong. My husband was home and he said that I should see a doctor and my first impression was, I don't have time for a doctor, I have to go to work, I have to get the kids to camp, I have to do all these things that, that a normal working mother would do. But then I soon realized I, I needed to get some help because I was pretty sure I was having a stroke. I had a couple of the classic signs of stroke, not all of them, but I did have um, slurred speech and my uh, face was lopsided, my smile was crooked. So Kara's husband called 911 and when the ambulance came, Kara insisted on coming to Duke University Hospital which was probably not where EMS would have taken me based on where I live, but I insisted to come here. Um, and I'm so fortunate that I did because they worked very quickly. And it turns out that I had a hemorrhagic stroke, which is a bleed in my brain. And um, probably within about four hours of arriving to the hospital, I was in the OR having a craniotomy, which was scary. and absolutely not something that you wake up in the morning to go exercise, think that you're going to end up having brain surgery a short time later. This is Voices of Duke Health. I'm Karishma Sriram. Today, two stories from people who work in medicine about what happened when they found themselves in the patient's shoes, and then how that changed their outlook on life. You've met Kara. Now here's Marion Drexler. She's a program coordinator for the Duke Medical School. Four years ago, after the, the birth of my last child, I experienced a massive postpartum hemorrhage that was completely unexpected. And I was told that I was going to um, be going in for a DNC, which would be relatively quick. And I woke up five hours later on a ventilator in the ICU. and was then told that I needed a hysterectomy to save my life and spent several days away from my both my children actually but especially away from my newborn and so that was really challenging and was a lot to take in as a new mom or with a new baby and you know it's one of those situations where one of the best days of your life is also one of the worst days of your life and coming to terms with that was not necessarily an easy process. And Kara had some things to come to terms with too. Like, when could she go back to work to support her family? Could she go back to work? If you think about being one of the, the main supporter of your family and then you become suddenly ill and you have a young family still, it's really scary to think about how to balance all those things and leaving a job, not sharing what the new job, if I'm going to be able to do it, 
if they're gonna want me to do it in whatever state that I come through this in uh, mentally and physically. Once I got through the, the rehab piece and I, there was sort of a light at the end of the tunnel that I knew at least mentally I was intact. Um, the next piece was really trying to figure out how to, of course, physically get back so that I could get back to work. And I think I put a bit of pressure on myself to, to do that sooner rather than later because I, because I am a working, contributing person in my family. But I guess one of the biggest things for me is that I joke that I probably should have been paid while I was a patient here at Duke because instead of me paying all these hospital bills, I was really going undercover as a patient safety officer for the hospital. Mm -hmm. I was going undercover as a patient before my actual job started. So it was really quite rewarding in that way to see how the care really is delivered and see how the teamwork actually happens and, and to really be a part of what I then was going to work with. Did your experience have any impact on your career? So it did, actually. Um, I have been at Duke for 12 years now, but, you know, in higher education for a lot longer. Uh, and after this experience, I really wanted to do something more medical, but I didn't have any kind of medical background. And so, I, you know, I didn't really know how to to merge that and then I found a position available at the School of Medicine and it was actually the perfect blend of working in higher education and also working in medicine and so now you know my role is to work with medical students and with faculty and helping to engage medical students in in learning about the patient experience is one of the the things that I get the pleasure of doing and um, so Kara that's actually how we met is engaging you as a patient speaker for our students right which is has been amazing. I can only imagine for you to be able to bring your patient experience into your work that you do every day and help you drive the development of future providers is, is pretty rewarding. And for me to be able to come in and share my story as a patient and um, specifically talk to them about communication and empathy and what that means from a patient's perspective has been very rewarding and I hope that being able to share my experience not only as a patient but as a patient safety professional to be able to blend those pieces together helps to show that there's a balance in that relationship um, hopefully nobody has to go through what either of us went through to really see and feel the patient perspective but to be able to share that through stories is has been really powerful, at least for me, to be able to grow with my experience. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a really healing opportunity to be able to um, share our patient stories uh, with future clinicians and current clinicians as well. And, you know, that's that's something I'm really grateful for, to have that experience. You know, what, what kind of things have brought you gratitude in, in your experience? Um, certainly in my professional life and in, in the patient safety world, I always bring the patient's perspective to that table. So that's really um, gratifying that the work that I'm doing really is putting the patient first. And again, that's, you know, the reason that we're all here. But 
generally speaking, the gratitude that I have having been a patient is so much greater than it was before. And I really can honestly say that waking up every day and coming to work at a place that literally saved your life is without a doubt the most rewarding experience that anybody could ever ask for. And that's because it completely shifted the way they approach life. Their experiences have helped them find joy and gratitude every day. Having been a patient in a very serious, potentially life-threatening condition certainly has made me have a different outlook on life and of course you hear from a lot of people that you know you enjoy every moment and you live for the day because there may not be a tomorrow but I think it's really taught me a lot of things about being brave Mm -hmm. and being humble and perseverant and just so many things that for me helps me on a daily basis to think about those things and I know from the rest of my family and particularly for my kids as I'm trying to raise these young kids into be awesome amazing adults to have them learn from that experience and to learn from my strength and my bravery and and how we cope and deal with a really difficult situation. If I could rewrite my personal history, I absolutely would not write this part of that out of it, the part of, of becoming sick. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it because it's opened my world in ways that I could never have expected. It's turned me um, into the role of an advocate, which was totally unexpected for me. Um, and that wasn't something I was ever envisioning for myself or looking for but it sort of just landed in my lap and it became a thing that I really felt like I had no choice in the matter. It became something that I just had to do because I saw all of the um, issues that were, were happening around maternal health, especially in the United States, and I just felt like I had to lend my voice to this. And so that experience definitely gave me a new perspective and something to really work for and and be an agent of change and so for that I really appreciate having gone through what I went through right I mean even here within Duke to be able to advocate for improved patient care through the PFACs the patient family advisory councils has been rewarding I know we both sit on different PFACs and it's probably one of my most favorite meetings and it's not one that I'm paid for because it's you know it's part of my volunteer role when I sit here as a as a patient and and not as an employee and it's it's just very rewarding to be able to have an impact and and very cool for me that I got my husband pulled in and he sits on a PFAC as well to try to provide the family perspective because that is patients are important but the families are the ones that are also emotionally dealing with a a whole lot of uncertainty and I tell my husband all the time that when I was sick that I had the easy job I just had to lay in the bed and heal and he had the really hard job to keep everything still moving forward Mm. and the uncertainty of what was was weighing on his mind where I just got to sleep and watch tv all day while I was in the ICU which was certainly hard and, and not good or fun but not as emotionally draining as his experience. 
Yeah, and I, and I think we realize that the patient experience, the patient voice is so needed in our healthcare setting that we need to be able to engage the patients and, and what the experience is like for them. I mean, we know what it's like to wake up on a ventilator. We know what it's like to lie in a hospital bed in the ICU. We know what it's like to be separated from our children. And, you know, maybe not everybody in the healthcare setting gets that. And that's something that I think we can bring to the table in a way that's really important. Absolutely. A big thank you to Kara and Marianne for sharing their stories. In this episode, Kara mentions the signs of stroke. We want to make sure that everyone knows the five signs that indicate stroke. Numbness, confusion, trouble seeing, trouble walking, and severe headache. For more information, see episode notes. If you like what you just heard, we hope it'll spur your own conversations. Ask a friend what inspires them or what they're grateful for. And let us know if you would like to record a conversation in our listening booth. Visit www.listeningbooth.info to learn more. Voices of Duke Health was created by Anton Zeiker and Jonathan Bay. The show is produced by Susanna Robertson. Theme music was composed by William Dawson, musician-in-residence at Duke University Hospital, and produced, arranged, performed, and recorded by Mark Simonson and Jack Fleischman. Additional music for this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions and Lee Rosevear. And special thanks to Duke Institute for Health Innovation for making this podcast possible.